Hey, ghoul friends, it's me, Adrian, or Aiden. Either way, I am still your host, and you are still listening to Susto, the podcast of ooky, spooky, scary stories. Welcome back. Thank you for being here. And if this is your first time, welcome. Welcome to whatever circle of hell this is. Either way, super appreciate you joining us. Right away, I'm super excited for this weekend. This Saturday, April 29th at 7 p.m. Central or 8 p.m. Eastern, you can join me and some of my very best ghoul friends from over at Wikiror, they will be joining me for this month's Susto Movie Night. Not only that, this is going to be the very first and maybe one of very few public Susto Movie Nights. As always, you need to follow on the socials, that's at Susto Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok for any and all updates on the show, and so you can find the link to the movie night. We're going to be hosting it on Discord, so make sure that you join us there this Saturday. I'm so excited. We're going to be watching the movie Veronica and and providing commentary throughout the movie. So again, this isn't like a sit down, we're just going to watch the movie. No, we're going to be interacting, asking you all questions in the chat. Uh, it'll be, I guess, kind of like a live show of Wikiaror because that's what their show is all about. It's one of my favorite podcasts. If you haven't listened, make sure to check them out. I was actually on one of their episodes, I think in December, and they were on Susto as well. So if you haven't heard those, go back and listen to them. Either way, it's going to be so much fun this weekend. Like I said, I'm going to try and dress up as a character from each movie. So we'll see. I kind of want to dress up as like a nun from this movie because I, I remember seeing the movie. It's We're watching Veronica, which is based on a true story. And I did I did an episode about this. It's the Vallecas case. And I'll read the movie's synopsis to you so that you can see what you're getting into in case you haven't heard the episode that I did about it. Well, so the very quick kind of synopsis is in 1991 Madrid, after holding a seance at school, a teen girl minding her younger siblings at home suspects an evil force has entered their apartment. It's going to be a fun movie gonna watch it with some great people follow online at the socials follow them listen to their show it's so good and we'll see you this weekend i'm so excited for it aside from that same updates as usual make sure to get your tickets for the true crime and paranormal podcast festival at truecrimepodcastfestival.com you can get 15 percent off of your attendee tickets and vip attendee tickets using code susto that's 15.15 percent off of those tickets using code susto i hope to see you there. It's going to be August 25th through the 27th here in Austin, Texas. And lastly, if you have a story that you'd like me to share on the show or a video, photo, audio recording, whatever it may be that you think is spooky, unexplainable, or weird, send it over to me to sustopodcast at gmail.com. You can send it on a DM. Of course, that's at sustopodcast on every platform, or you can leave it in a five-star review. And of course, leaving a review, a rating, following, subscribing, pressing any button wherever you are listening to the show is the easiest way to support Susto and it's free and it really does make a difference. So I would appreciate your help in that. Let's go ahead and jump into today's episode, which is the story of La Isla de las Muñecas. Drifting through a boat, through a tangle of narrow canals in Xochimilco, a district of Mexico City, you will find yourself heading toward an isolated island. Though it may seem like any other island at first, as you move closer, you'll start to see the dolls. Yes, 
dolls. It is called Isla de las Muñecas, or Island of the Dolls, home to thousands of mutilated toys hanging from the trees and lying on the forest floor, eyeless skulls infested by insects. The island is a place of horror and mystery, where the dolls are said to move and whisper, and the spirit of a drowned girl is said to haunt the island. The island is shrouded in mystery and legend, with eerie stories of hauntings and supernatural occurrences that have been passed down for generations. Many who have ventured to the island have reported feeling a sense of unease and terror, and some claim to have encountered the spirits of the dead who are said to haunt the place. The origin of the island's macabre collection of dolls is said to date back to the 1950s, when a man by the name of Don Julian Santana Barrera moved to the island with his family. According to legend, Don Julian discovered the body of a young girl who had drowned in the canal, and he became haunted by her spirit. In an effort to appease her spirit, he hung a doll on a tree in her memory, but the doll was not enough, and so he hung another, and another, and another, until the trees were covered in them. Over the years, Don Julian's collection grew, and he devoted much of his life to maintaining and expanding it. He would scour the nearby garbage dumps and markets for discarded dolls, often trading produce from his garden in exchange. As the years passed, the island became more and more crowded with dolls of all shapes and sizes, some missing limbs, others with broken faces. The dolls themselves are a strange and unsettling sight some of them are old-fashioned with porcelain faces and glassy eyes. Others are cheap plastic toys, their features distorted and twisted. Some of them are dressed in frilly dresses and bonnets, while others are naked or barely clothed. Despite the eerie nature of the dolls, Don Julian reportedly found comfort in their company, believing that they helped to protect him from evil spirits. However, his strange behavior and the island's reputation as a place of horror, grief, and dread led to rumors and whispers among the locals. As the years went by, Don Julian became increasingly isolated, spending most of his time on the island with his dolls. He believed that the dolls were alive, that they were watching him, and that they were the only company he needed. He would talk to them, and sometimes he would hear them whispering back. After Don Julian's death in 2001, the island was left abandoned, and the dolls were left to decay and rot. However, their presence remains, and many visitors to the island have reported feeling a strange energy or presence around them. Many people believe that the dolls are possessed by the spirit of the girl who drowned, that her restless soul inhabits the dolls, moving them and whispering through them. Some visitors to the island have reported hearing the dolls giggling and calling to them by name or beckoning them to come closer, as if saying, join us. Others have even claimed to see the dolls move on their own, their heads turning to follow the movement of visitors as they make their way through the island. Despite the island's reputation for being haunted and cursed, it continues to draw visitors from all over the world, drawn by its eerie and unsettling beauty. Many are fascinated by the story of Don Julian and the mysterious young girl who is said to haunt the island, while others are simply intrigued by the bizarre and macabre spectacle.
However, for those who have experienced the island firsthand, there is a sense that something is not quite right there. The dolls with their dead eyes and twisted features seem to hold a dark and malevolent energy that can be felt throughout the island. Some have even reported feeling physically ill or dizzy when surrounded by the dolls, as if their presence is overwhelming and oppressive. One visitor, a photographer, describes her experience on the island as follows. As soon as we stepped onto the island, I felt a strange energy wash over me. It was like nothing I had ever experienced before. A mixture of fear, unease, and excitement. The dolls were everywhere, hanging from the trees and staring out at us with their blank, lifeless eyes. It was as if they were watching us, waiting for us to make a move. As we made our way through the island, I couldn't shake the feeling that we were being followed. I kept turning around, expecting to see someone or something behind us, but there was only the dolls, their eerie silence filling the air. At one point, I caught a glimpse of one of the dolls moving out of the corner of my eye. I turned to look at it, but it was still and silent, as if nothing had happened. I brushed it off as my imagination, but the feeling of being watched only intensified. It wasn't until we left the island that I felt a sense of relief. The dolls and their haunting energy seemed to fade away as we put distance between us and the island. But even now, months later, I can't shake the feeling that something stayed with me from that place. Something dark and unsettling. The Isla de Muñecas is a place of great mystery and intrigue. A place where the lines between reality and the supernatural seem to blur. Whether you believe in ghosts and hauntings or not, there is no denying the eerie and unsettling presence of the dolls that populate the island. For those brave enough to venture there, it is an experience unlike any other, one that will stay with them long after they have left the island's haunted shores. Anyone that knows me knows that I don't fuck with dolls. Never have, <laughs> never will for some reason. And this was one of, I don't know, this was one of those fears I had as a child. I think even before Chucky, I just, I don't know where it came from, but I remember my family having dolls. I grew up with four women, three of them whose quinceañeras I, I was alive for, I want to say. So, and also just like going to a bunch of quinceañeras in general as a kid, because um, they all had friends also. There was always the doll. The doll was a gift for some reason. So there was like three or four of them in my house growing up and they all weirded me out. They were porcelain dolls. They had those glass eyes that looked real if you stared at them for too long. It could have just been my sisters playing a joke on me or my imagination, but I know, like, in my heart, I know that some of those dolls moved. I never saw them moving myself, but they would be, like, in a different location all the time. I remember that being something that I would ask around. I would ask my family, be like, did you move that doll? Did you move that doll? Did you move? And the answer was always no. Again, could have just been they're playing a joke on me or maybe somebody moved it and the person that I asked didn't know but it, it happened too often and it weirded me out and then it didn't help 
when the child's play movie started coming out because I watched that and I was like, I knew it. I was right. These dolls are alive. Like it's like what dolls and kids are the creepiest thing, right? And like clowns, that, that, that's the trifecta of the creepiest thing that should not be scary, but it is for whatever reason. Anyway, so thinking of this story, assuming that all of this story is true, I think it's extremely sad. I think that this man had some sort of mental break. How else do you explain that? It would be traumatizing for anybody to find a body, to find anybody, and then to find the body of a child. Can you imagine what kind of mental strain, what that would do to you as a person? That would be horrifying. I cry, personally. I'm a crybaby. I cry for sometimes the silliest things. So I can't imagine finding a body, what kind of emotional stress and trauma that would put me through. So to me... And this is a story, like, I've heard about this island for, you see it on, like, every ghost hunting show. It's like, we're going to the Island of the Dolls. And, like, yeah, they do the thing there. That's one of the ones that they always go to. I've heard this story before, and every time, I'm just like, this poor guy, how would you react if you found a body? Yeah, he probably had some sort of mental break, and that was his reaction to it. Now, on top of that, and maybe, like, aside from that, it is also really scary to think, you know... What is the reality, quote unquote, the reality of that that little girl's death? And maybe she is a truly unsettled spirit who is now haunting the island because all we know from the story is that her body was found floating. So we know that she drowned, maybe. But, you know, what happened? How did she get there? Was it an accident? Was it intentional? And I think the story becomes more creepy is how disturbed is this little girl's spirit? And also how powerful is it that it's haunting an entire island, seemingly jumping from doll to doll to haunt it? Part of the story that I've heard is also that Don Julian also haunts the island because he, you know, over time, as he started this collection of dolls, in response to trying to appease this little girl's spirit, he he became a hermit. I mean, because of course, people aren't going to want to talk to the person who's decorating an entire island of creepy dolls. So he just kind of became like a recluse. He ended up passing away. And I've heard stories that his spirit also haunts the island. So it's this man, recluse kind of hermit man, and then this little girl. And so that's that's already nightmare fuel <laughs> enough as it is. I think it's a great story. Some of the links that I used to piece this together, I'm going to go through them. The first one is, of course, you go straight to the horse's mouth. It's isladelasmuñecas.com. There's a website for it, and it tells the story here. And here, there's like a detail in this that wasn't in the story itself, but there's a section that says the truth behind the legend. And it says, Don Julian Santana Barrera was the caretaker of the island. The story goes, as we know, that he found a little girl drowned mysteriously and he wasn't able to save her life. And then this says, shortly thereafter, Julian saw a floating doll near the canals, most probably the doll that belonged to the girl. He picked up the doll and hung it to a tree as a way of showing respect and support to the spirit of the girl. This one even goes on to say that uh, people, other people have questioned the existence of the drowned girl. Julian maybe made up the story about her in his solitude. So maybe the dolls are not a response to him finding this girl, but their response to him being so lonely that he even made up the story of finding this little girl. Towards the end of the story, this goes on to say that this place has become a big tourist attraction, and now visitors, tourists, are bringing their own dolls to drop them off. It's it's very interesting that other people are kind of like joining in on this, and, and I, yeah, I'm just not exactly sure how to feel about that 
part of it. I feel like I mention it on every story that involves a real place is I'm never, I'm kind of wary about the idea of tourists flocking to it, just out of respect, you know, for, and dignity for, for the place and, and the people that are involved. This is also a line that struck me in this site. It says, although the action of Don Julian was innocent and even admirable, it ended up being portrayed as a real nightmarish destination. So again, that's part of what makes it kind of sad to me. Like maybe this is more of a story, like a, like a tragedy than a horror is that you know he was doing this out of you know a response from his heart again assuming that the story is true that like he was so heartbroken for this little girl that this was a tribute to her and over time it's been turned into a super creepy thing and so i mean it is creepy <laughs> to think about like an island of dolls but then when you hear the story is really i think what gives it that factor of oh this is kind of really sad either way on the rest of this website there's a photo album there's a link for video documentaries about it so you can watch those again it's isladelasmuñecas.com and i will be putting direct links on the susto google docs and patreon the next article that i have here is from the bbc bbc travel and it just has a little blurb about it but it also has other forests it has world's most haunted forests and i thought that was interesting because i talk about maybe not haunted but i'll say protected forests a lot on the show you know we've talked about cryptids and creatures that protect these lands but this is very specifically a haunted kind of vibe so I wanted to read through these. They're short entries, including, of course, Isla de las Muñecas, but these are from all different cultures. That's like the susto gold pot when we find that. This first one is from Japan. The entry says, Known as the Sea of Trees, the dense forest at the northwest base of Mount Fuji is one of the eeriest places in the world. It is rumored that large underground iron deposits interfere with compasses, setting walkers forth on the wrong paths. Sadder still, the forest has been the site of more than 500 reported suicides since the 1950s. Locals claim to hear their spirits scream through the night. So again, this is this actually is like a really world famous one. I think I've seen a movie about this one. I can't remember what it's called at the moment, but if you remember, leave it in the comments. And you know what? The first three people to leave a comment about what movie this was it was it's an english movie i want to say it was american based but the first three people to give me a movie about this i'll send you a sticker if you can give me what that movie is and i want to say it's like an american movie i want to say it's in english for sure i'm not exactly sure but i will take any movie about this quote unquote suicide forest because i've definitely heard this story before all right uh the next one is black forest germany it says the grim brothers set many of their fairy tales in this bewitching landscape along the rhine river in southwestern germany which looks just as you would imagine so densely forested with fir and pine trees that sunlight rarely pierces through. It makes an ideal playground for mythological creatures like sorcerers, werewolves, witches, and kind-hearted dwarves. For a more adult tale of hauntings, killings, and dark magic in this forest, turn to the book The Necromancer, first published in 1794. Ooh, I want to read that one. I'm going to look that up. The Necromancer from 1794. Sounds creepy. We also have Witchwood Forest in England. It says, A hand reaching out to touch the shoulder of a solitary person, a horse-drawn cart carrying a couple of two sobbing children. These are the reports out of Witchwood Forest, one part of larger royal hunting grounds in Oxfordshire. Most compelling is the case of Amy Robesart, the wife of the Earl of Leicester. She mysteriously died of a broken neck, confronted her husband as a ghost while she was hunting in Witchwood, and predicted he would join her in ten days, which he did after falling ill. Anyone who meets her, it is said, will befall a similar and swift fate. That is creepy. This kind of like 
prophesizing spirit that'll tell you when you're gonna die. Honestly, I think the husband did it, so I'm glad that she got him back, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> this one is the, I believe it's pronounced Hoya Bachiu Woods in Romania. Hoya Bachiu in Transylvania has captivated attention of the wrong sort for more than half a century. Residents of nearby towns claim that the forest, which has a circular clearing at the center, is a portal, and that those who pass through it may never return. Anyone who does survive reports feeling anxious and nauseous the whole time they are there. Once said to stand straight and tall, the trees are even now twisted into knots. Ooh, there. I would love to see a photo of that clearing in the center of this forest. That's so... That's interesting that the center of this forest just has nothing in the center of it. But either way, I thought that was fun to see different haunted forests from around the world. Uh, the next link that I had is from Viajes National Geographic. It's, it's pretty much the same. It's a short entry, but it's recounting the story of La Isla de las Muñecas, but I wanted to include it in there. And I believe the same goes for the following links. Atlas Obscura for sure. Also a website called The Culture Trip and a website called The Lineup. But like I said, this is a story that I've heard for a long time, so it's pretty widely covered. I really like the photos that they have on the lineup, which seems to be kind of like a spooky, creepy kind of website. I see they have stuff on the paranormal, mystery, true crime, and they have a podcast, so maybe check them out too. This one has really cool pictures. I'm going to see if I can use these for the posting because these are, ew, horrific. I just saw one and the doll has... The Okay, I need to click away from this because it's creeping me out. <laughs> but again, you can catch those pictures on the social media. Well, ghoul friends, thank you so much for listening. I super appreciate it, and I hope that you enjoyed that one. Again, this is a story that I've heard for such a long time, so it was fun to finally kind of put it together. I, I feel like I did learn a few things about this one. I've, I've heard, like I said, I've seen the videos, but it's, it's been a while, so it was fun to see it again. And as always, thank you from the bottom of the cavernous pit, the cenote where my heart should be. To my Patreon supporters, you are Liza, Sadie, Rachel, Alejandra, Luther, April, Mario, Joe, Eva, Dee, Victoria, Josette, Sam, Mandy, Julianne, Karen, Lori, Jeannie, Monica, Desiree, Anna, Denise, Ashes, Neresa, Amanda, Rachel, Asukena, Javier, Rios, Ana, Christine and Marlene. Thank you all so much. I super appreciate it. If you all would like to join Patreon, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash podcast. Check out the tiers and figure out which one is right for you. One last thing, make sure that you also check me out on Twitch. It's the same handle at podcast. I've been streaming a lot lately. I've been posting about it. So again, if you follow the social medias, you'll see kind of some clips on there, just some announcements for when I'm going to be streaming on Twitch. Until the next one, Have a good one, stay safe, and pick up your dolls when you're done playing. Bye!